a last gasp of hope. After the assassination of his father and the fall of his kingdom beneath a planetary civil war, Mon Cala Prince Lee Char has gone into hiding with Padawan Ahsoka Tano as his only protector. With his armies captured and friends imprisoned, the situation seems hopeless for the prince. Count Dooku commands his sinister agent Rift Hampson to use any means necessary to bring Prince Lee Char out of hiding, for he knows that hope does remain as long as the prince is alive. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 135th Rift, <laughs> Rift Hampson Exploding Real Good episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember that the best way to find us is, of course, on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Happy uh, happy Star Wars Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. We're back again. I know it's it still feels weird to me that, that we're going uh, with a slightly slower pace than we've done in the past. Um, but it's been nice to have a little bit of breathing room, at least for me. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't feel as um, manic, as rushed as I am when I'm trying to get multiple shows out in a week. So, again, I think we're going to step up the pace at some point down the road. Uh, I still, Again, still got some life things going on, and, and the extra time is, is uh, appreciated and, and uh, being used well. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I know we're only doing the one a week now, but it, it, it's fine. We're doing okay. Things are going well. I hope you're enjoying it. Maybe it's giving you a chance to check out some other Star Wars podcasts, and, and that's always good, too. So, again, we're a big community here. And we're all doing fun things, so more time to check out more Star Wars shows. That's not a bad thing, right? As long as you keep coming back to Mandovision, because this is where you're having the most fun. At least that's what I want to believe. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're here to close out the opening three episodes. Uh, the three episodes of the Mon Calamari arc of Season 4, that opens Season 4. And, you know, we've sort of talked about it in the first two episodes of the show. Uh, how this is, is um, very focused on, on Lee Char becoming... Uh, the king of Moncal, of, of, of Moncal, right? Uh, and it's, it's exciting. It's, it's a good arc. It's, it's a good story. It, it's, you know, very interesting to see how, how the, the Moncal are people, the Quarans, you know, get, get a little chance to experience the, the very uh, uh, strange way that their political system works. 
but it is sort of interesting in that uh, our characters, our beloved Star Wars characters, are sort of uh, pushed to the side. I mean, they're integral to the story, no doubt about it, but they're sort of tertiary, right? They're sort of off to, off to the side. They're sort of secondary in a lot of senses because it is uh, very focused on, on Lee Char becoming uh, an effective ruler of, of his people and, and sort of like, again, like uh, you know, we haven't talked about it at the moment, but our, our, our Jedi Fortune Cookie very much fa uh, factors into uh, Lee Char's journey, right? Like, just because you get named a king doesn't mean you're the king. You know, this, this is Lee Char's journey. This is how he earns the respect of, of his uh, people and how they, they are now become excited for him to be the king. Like they, they, he's earned that responsibility by his actions in these three episodes and in this episode in particular. So, yeah, it's been a really interesting study of, of Mon Calamari and, and the Quarren people. Uh, and again, it's another example of the Separatists, you know, interfering here in such a big, bad way. Uh, but with the species that we're much more familiar with, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. And, but yeah, I think if I were to critique it harshly in, in one manner, it's that, oh, like Anakin and Padme and everybody else is just, they're just kind of there. They're doing important things. They're, they're, they're integral to the story in, in a sense. But, you know, this could have been something that happened without their, their uh, involvement. Now, I suppose I do suppose Ahsoka's sort of uh, morale boosting for on Leechar is, is is needed for him to kind of find his way, but yeah, I don't know. Just like I said, just an observation that the oh, our characters are sort of like over here, and that's okay. It, it worked out pretty nicely, and I, I but I guess this is a long-winded way of saying like I guess I thought that like, it would be a bit more uh, dynamic for opening the season, but that, again, still solid episodes. I don't I don't begrudge anything that happens in them. Uh, maybe maybe we all sort of had expectations for the start of season four for being something kind of wild and crazy, but no no no, good stuff. And and we're gonna talk about the insane ending of the show <laughs> because you know it, it's a it's a we're we're talking about a war. You know it's Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and we are now focused on a planet that's in, engaged in a, a civil war. And when our when our when the forces kind of come together and rally at the end to to, to fight off the separatists, uh, the violence in this episode gets crazy in the last like you know two to three minutes of the show a crazy amount of violence and <laughs> we will definitely be talking about that uh as we dive into the episode itself uh one other thing i did want to talk about very very well i'll try to keep it brief as uh, is yeah i think we're all seeing the reviews we're all seeing uh, uh pictures and, and news articles cropping up uh that yes it, it's that time uh, we you, we can go we can go have our immersive Star Wars experience on the the Halcyon uh, Cruiser Starliner Hotel experience, and uh, listen, I'm I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to to uh, ask you if I can be an honorary member of your family so that I can go and do this with you because it sounds like a lot of fun, but it also sounds insanely expensive. So if you have the means, uh, I want to hear about your experience checking this thing out and, and, and uh, having this, this, this immersive sort of uh, Star Wars LARPing experience, if you will. Uh, I'm very, very intrigued by it. I'm, I'm very, very interested in it. I, I have the probably the usual amount of concerns about, about it, in a, in a sense, but uh, highly intrigued. So if you're going, uh, uh, tag me on photos and stuff, <laughs> at the very least. I, I'd, I would really like to see them uh, because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. My primary concern, I'll tell you my primary concern, aside from the costs, uh, is that I would be wor I'm worried that the Star Wars experience actually wouldn't be as immersive as I want it to be because I'm going to be there surrounded by a bunch of other people. 
uh, and and you know they're probably the kind of people who um, maybe have their phones out too much. You know, and kind of like that sort of shatters the experience if, if everyone around you is just taking pictures of everything. And it's like, mm, that's not great. Maybe that's me, though. Do you all have other concerns about the, the Halcyon and checking that thing out and, and going on board? Are you a thousand percent for it? Are you are you dead set against it? I, I'm very, very curious. Again, the cost is definitely a big deal. Uh, I think it's something like $4,800 for two. And then you can... Uh, if, you know, if you're going to bring like your family of four, I think it's like uh, close to six thousand dollars. But you know, wild, wild, wild Star Wars fun if you can if you can swing it. So let me know what you're going if you're all going to check it out. I still haven't even got made it up to to Star Wars Land at Disney World yet. Um, you know, I still haven't been able to to swing that uh, particular uh, lightsaber uh, <laughs> because uh, just bad timing. Bad, bad timing. Uh, ever since 2020 and, and lockdown happened, because that was when I was supposed to go, and I have not been able to get things uh, back on track to get up there, uh, because other life things have sort of taken uh, priority and precedent. So I, I will probably be the last person who makes it to Star Wars Land and, and gets to go see the Black Spire and the Millennium Falcon and you know go on Rise of the Resistance and, and all those all the rides and everything like that and gets to fly the Millennium Falcon. Uh, I, I will probably be one of the last people to do these things. I am still very excited to go, but uh, the the cruel reality of the world has uh, has uh, bogged me down and made it so that oh I don't you know that's gonna be a not inexpensive trip either because I know me I'm gonna want to buy a lightsaber uh, and that's hundreds of dollars and it's already hundreds of dollars to get into Disneyland so we will get there and you know when I do there will be a full report I will recap the entire experience for for everybody because uh, it's it's insanely high on my to do list. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to see when we can make it happen. Again, I have a few um, uh, feelers out there to, to try and lure some of the people who I had initially <laughs> persuaded to go with me in 2020. But again, there's a lot of people coming from other places to make this work. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts, if you will. All right, so enough about that. Uh, what else do we got to talk about real quick? By now, you've all heard the news, too, that John Williams is coming back to do the score, the like the main... Obi-Wan Kenobi theme for the series, which is very, very exciting news because uh, John Williams is the best. He's the master, and we need more John Williams in our life. And uh, the man just turned 90 very, very recently. So uh, just awesome that he still wants to be involved in all these things. And uh, on a personal note, and for, for many people of my generation, uh, John Williams scored our childhoods, right? You know, between Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Superman and... You know, everything. I mean, he did everything. Every every sort of, like, triumphant musical score that you know from, from the cinema, that man did. And it's awesome. Jaws, another great one, by the way. I don't, don't think I mentioned that one. So, yeah. Uh, exciting that he'll be back for that. Uh, otherwise, nothing else going on right now. Now, again, since these episodes are rolling out a little, a little bit slowly, uh, if news breaks you know, in the time before you hear this, and you're like, Wait, why, why isn't he talking about so-and-so? Because that'd probably be a Bantha Tracks where I do that. So if, I, if, if, if it sounds like I'm missing something, it's probably in a Bantha Tracks that I'll release later on, or before this episode even comes out. We'll just have to see what happens in the world. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our uh, review, our, our recap, if you will, of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Season 4, Episode 3, this is Prisoners. The original air date was September 23rd, 2011. Our plot this week. Listen, 
these plot descriptions are pretty pretty serious, all right? Only Prince Leechar and Padawan Ahsoka Tano have escaped capture and must find a way to free their comrades as well as the entire planet from the impending rule of Rif Tamsin. As we talked about before, Rif and the Separatists have very different uh, ideals of negotiations <laughs> and, and, and making deals with the Quarren. Uh, and the coroner learned that the hard way in this episode, so we knew that was coming. Now, this week's episode is directed by Danny Keller, once again written by Jose Molina. And our principal cast this week is Gary Anthony Williams as Rift Hampson, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Adam MacArthur as Prince Lee Char, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Phil Lamar as Kit Fisto and Brother Lemke, Corey Burton is Count Dooku and Nasare, Art Butler is Captain Akbar. Ahmad Best is Jar Jar Binks. Matthew Wood is the Aqua Droids. Anna Greaves is Senator Mina Tills. Catherine Tabber is Padme Amidala. James Arnold Taylor is Prisoner Number 1. Didn't have a lot of work to do this week. Uh, D. Bradley Baker is Monk. <laughs> and Monk the Clone, don't worry. He's still doing his thing. And uh, Tom Kane is our narrator. narrator. Uh, yeah, that's another interesting thing in this episode. We don't spend too much time with the clones. Like, uh... Again, we're focused on the on the Quarren, the Mon Calamari, and Prince Leechar. But yeah, the use of the clones is, is uh, mostly of in a visual sense. You know, we, we see uh, they are more seen than heard from in these three episodes. But Monk does get a little bit of speaking lines in this one, so that's exciting for for them. Our Jedi fortune cookie. When uh, ooh, almost read the wrong one. Crowns are inherited, kingdoms are earned. It's like we talked about, and that's you know we're talking about Leechar's journey at this point, right? We're we're seeing the maturing of, of a prince into the ruler of a kingdom, right? And the people supporting that, you know, it, again, it's not just a birthright. It has to be earned. You know, the people aren't going to support you if they don't respect you. And he's fighting for the people. He's defending the people. He's liberating the people himself. He's involved. He's not just dictating to the soldiers while he stands behind a wall somewhere uh, safe from the action. Now it's Leechar getting in there, getting involved. And making big, big uh, taking big swings in this episode, and we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that. All right, so you know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Lisa, don't like this. Oh, just a pinching man. Tamsin, leave them alone. Do not worry, Jedi. There's plenty of suffering to go around. Ah, eels. Very dangerous. Yes, there we go, Kit Fisto, opening the episode, well, not really opening it, but very early in the episode, giving us a, a, a great throwback line that is a, a clear callback to, to Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, when he says, Asps, very dangerous. And, and Philomar does a great job of sort of recreating that with his Kit Fisto voice, as, uh, as the giant electrified eels are presented to our, our Jedis uh, in, in an effort to... Uh, disclose the location of, of Lee Char as, as Rift Hampson is desperate to have Lee Char in his uh, custody so he can then uh, kill him very, very publicly. And yeah, that's sort of what this episode's about, right? So the, the uh, Anakin and Kit, Jar Jar, Padme, all being held prisoner, being uh, so basically tortured and interrogated by Rift Hampson and his uh, his separatist people uh this episode also we also get to see uh more uh more carcadons in this episode than we have in prior episodes i think it's been riff kind of alone uh in this one we see hey he has like a cadre of carcadon guards with him uh we see them swimming around later on uh they factor more into later in the episode with the uh with the when they 
go to execute Lee Char. But again, an interesting species to see on this show, which will then factor into another uh, callback, reference, uh, homage, if you will, when we get to the, the climactic confrontation between Lee Char and Rift Tamsin. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, we're starting this off and Rift Hampson, desperate to find Lee Char, who is now hiding out with Ahsoka Tano. If my father were here, he could unite with Nosarai and the Quarren. The Quarren and Moncala have always had a difficult relationship, but it was respectful until Rift Tamsin arrived. Once that Karkadon got inside Nosarai's head, the alliance between the Moncala and the Quarren fell apart. I know what I must do. The Moncala and Quarren people must be reunited. So Lee Char's forming a bit of a plan, and uh, part of that's going to hinge on finding Captain Akbar, which will then lead to Ahsoka and uh, Lee Char infiltrating one of the prison camps here so they can find Admiral uh, Captain Akbar and, and begin to sort of rally the people and let them know that there'll be a moment, and when that moment comes, it's time to act, and we all have to act in unison uh, to, to drive this threat from our planet. And 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 it's again, it's a, it's it's sort of a uh, not an uncommon thread we've seen. You know, there, there's definitely echoes in in this three episode arc of things that we saw in in uh, the Phantom Menace with Naboo. Uh, so yeah, there's some familiarity there. But again, I'm sort of maybe I'm just a sucker because I like the whole undersea aspect of all of this. That I, I really really enjoy it. Uh, and speaking of the undersea aspect of it, something that we haven't talked about in our pre- previous episodes is uh, <laughs> I you know again. We don't make a big thing about uh, technology in Star Wars and how it all works because, you know, it's Star Wars and we're just here for the fun of it. We're not here to break down it. It's, it, you know, it's, it's breaking the rules of physics. You know, we're not, we don't do that here. And that's not what Star Wars is here for. If you want to you play by, by those kind of rules, like that's what you got Star Trek and a lot of other hard sci-fi for. Uh, Star Wars is its own independent kind of beast, right? But you, can, you can't help but observe Ahsoka Tano with her underwater garb on and like she has that face shield that that like hugs right into her face um and because you, apparently the, the the domes with her montrails you can't cover it you can't put a dome on her big enough with those montrails that she has uh but that face plate that she has is not connected to anything <laughs> so you're like how is she getting oxygen <laughs> i don't know do, do you guys have an answer for that is there is there a solution that i'm just overlooking uh just like a, a, a Curious observation that I've made. Uh, let's check in on uh, uh, on your your friend, your boy, Rift Hampson. I have interrogated the Jedi, my lord, but they will not give up the whereabouts of the prince. The Jedi's resistance to pain is impressive. Press the interrogation, Tamson. We cannot allow the prince to survive. The royal bloodline must be broken. Kantuku, is this necessary? The battle is won. The prince has no army to rally. Now is the time for the quorum to take the lead and think of rebuilding. Rebuild? While this battle has been won, there is still a war going on, Senator Rai. A war in which you pledged your allegiance to the separatist cause. Of course, Count. We owe you everything. Do not soon forget it. Tamsin, have your soldiers arrived? Soldiers? Yes, Count. We now have the city under our control. Good. Continue as planned. 
So there you have it. More Carcadons arrive on the scene. Rift Tamsin seems to be the one in control here, and the Corrin people are not getting what they initially bargained for with Count Dooku. Surprise, surprise, betrayal from the Count, as as everything is to benefit and pro- gain him this, this advantages in the war. Now he has his own people controlling Moncala, not the Quarren that he negotiated this deal, originally negotiated this deal with. Uh, so yeah, the negotiating with Count Dooku, not a great thing. You think his reputation, you know, would would sort of be sullied at this point because he breaks more deals than he makes, right? Uh, so, you know, I again, it, the the Quarrens made their bed, now they got to lay in it. But this is where we begin to see the cracks that 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 Nasare, uh has has made a mistake, and and uh, yeah, he's going to be thinking heavily. On, on just what this means and how to get out of this situation, how to get Moncala back in the hands of the Quarrens and not uh, Rift Hampson and his Karkadon soldiers who are now uh, controlling the city. So next up is when, when Leechar and Ahsoka make their way into the internment camp uh, to make contact with Captain Akbar, and, and uh, you know, they have a moment with uh, other citizens of Moncala uh, in, in trying to, we see Leechar uh, try to be the leader try to keep hope alive for these people uh, who who see uh, their lives basically being over at, at this camp, right? Like, like, what are we to do? How are we supposed to go on? And Lee Charles is telling him, "Stay strong, hold on to your what, what courage you still have, because when the time comes, we're gonna need it." Uh, and it, it's a nice it's a nice little moment for Lee Char, uh, before he's hurried away so they can go make contact with Captain Akbar to formulate more of the plan. Meanwhile. Rip Tamsin now uh, uh, presses the interrogation as instructed by Count Dooku, which this leads to a very interesting moment. I, th- I think I've alluded to, I sort of like the way that Tamsin, that sort of roar you get from Rift Tamsin when he, before he launches into attack with his mouth, his giant shark mouth. Uh, and so he uses that giant shark mouth to clench his teeth onto the uh, helmet, if you will, of Padme. And, and he, used, he just puts just enough force for one of his teeth to crack the glass or the plastic, transparent steel, whatever the heck it is, uh, of her do- of her of her of her helmet. So a little bit of water begins to leak in. So it, now it puts the, the the pressure on the the Jedi to divulge where Prince Lee Char is. But of course they don't know, so there's nothing to say. So it, it's um, they're barely just killing Padme for <laughs> for information that the Jedi don't have. But again, this is what Tamsin's going to do. Uh, and this leads to eventually. This leads to uh, the discovery of an unknown Gungan power from Jar Jar Binks with uh, his a magic loogie that can uh, seal the crack in her helmet and help uh, stave off the drowning <laughs> from the water leaking into it. These magic loogies that the Gungans have, I I didn't know about that. That was pretty neat. Came in handy for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good sequence. There's a fun part, too, before, right before the Magic Loogie, where uh, Kit and Anakin are attempting to use the Force to, to keep, create a bubble around Padme and push the water back. Uh, but the, again, the eels aren't going to let them do that, so they just they, they attack, they distract, and the, the, the concentration of the Jedi is broken. So that's when the Magic Loogie comes into play, uh, and it works out pretty nicely for Padme, who now has spit on her helmet for basically the rest of the episode. And, it, and, and again, it's a, it's a magic loogie, but it has incredible adhesive powers because it does not wash away in the water. Like, Jar Jar's able to spit through the water to the helmet, 
again, I don't question the physics in Star Wars. I don't, I don't, I mean, things move through the ocean, right? Like, why not? Why not? That's all I'm saying. Why not? So let's go ahead and check in with Lee Char as he meets with Captain Akbar. This is a good sequence. I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Prince, I knew you would survive the battle. Captain, I need your help. I have a plan. I know how we can win this fight. But the battle is over, young prince. And it appears that we have lost. No. In truth, we now outnumber our enemy. We can overwhelm them. But we are prisoners. If we revolted, thousands would die. Not if the Quarren struck first and aided in our attack. Prince, how can you say this? The Quarren betrayed us. They assassinated your father. No, Captain. Riff Tamsin murdered my father. Of that, I am sure. The Quarren are being used. I've seen it happen before. Count Dooku has deceived them. So as Akbar and and Lichar are discussing, a security droid in the in the in the camp uh, witnesses and discovers that Lichar is there. That's big information. So he's gonna that droid is gonna go report back. Uh, meanwhile, we get to hear a little bit more of Lichar's plan to convince Akbar that he knows what he's doing. We'll find Nosarai. He was my father's friend. I know he will listen. How can you be certain of this? I can't. But it's time for me to lead. And this, I feel, is my only course of action. I will ready our people, Prince. But Captain, you're injured. I'll be ready to fight. With our future king. I'll marshal the remaining clones and Gungans. What will your signal be? When a Quarren attacks our enemy, that will be your sign. Alright, there he goes. Now the droids are rallying to capture Leechar and take him to Rift Hamson. Uh, and we're going to get to that confrontation because that's a pretty good one too. Uh, and before like the big final battle begins where, where again, spoiler alert, but the Quarren will come to the aid of the Moncala and the Gungans and the clones and everybody will come together to fight off the Separatist forces and drive them from Moncala. Spoiler alert, it does happen. But yeah, let's go ahead and check out that conversation next. Actually, before we get to that conversation, we do have to have... Uh, the moment where Rift Hampson's made aware of Leechar being captured and a very important discussion or revelation that he has with Nasare uh, moving forward and again, which will change the Quarren's perceptions of, of how this deal has been negotiated. So let's check this out as, as Rift Hampson kind of reveals all to the Quarren. We have located the prince and have him in custody. He has requested an audience with the leadership. By all means, bring him to me. I shall meet you in the throne room. Roger, Roger. The throne room? Yes. I want that little one to see me in my rightful place as ruler of this world. Ruler? That was not our arrangement with Count Dooku. No, it wasn't your arrangement. It was mine. <laughs> Wait, the prisoner, you, you have to save her. No, I don't. Tamsin! Alright, this is when the magic movie comes into play as, as Padme's helmet is filling with water. Uh, yeah, so a, a shocking revelation to the Quarren that Count Dooku not dealing from the same deck of cards as the rest of them. Uh, and, you know, negotiating with bad guys in Star Wars doesn't get you very far. Lando Calrissian can tell you all about it. So, <laughs> the, and the super maniacal laugh from from Rift Hampson is uh, just kind of cements him as as like this uh, insanely odd comical 
maniacal villain, right? Like it's it's uh, maybe it's a bit much, but I, I really I don't know something about it. I kind of enjoy it at the same time. I'm like, yeah, why not have this like, crazy shark creature cackling <laughs> in delight as he reveals to the Quarren that they uh, have negotiated nothing. <laughs> so uh, craziness, and yeah, so good stuff there. And yes, in just a moment, we will get to the exchange between Tamson and Lee Char, where uh, ultimately uh, Tamson will, will sentence him to death. Greetings, Prince. <laughs> we meet again. I must admit, you were more difficult to capture than I anticipated, Prince. You have my respect as hunter to his prey. I do not seek, nor do I want your respect. I have come to demand the freedom of my people. <laughs> Your people. You are mistaken, Prince. They are my people and under my rule. They, like you, are nothing more than slaves. Your rule is not recognized here, Tamsin. My people are all those who live in these seas, whether they be Monkala or Quarren. Surely. You have not come here seeking the aid of Noserai. Do you really think he would trade his position to join you? The Quarren are already slaves, though they may not see it. Noserai, you knew my father. Whatever differences our people had in the past, surely you must know we can work together to make Monkala whole. Dooku and Tamsin want only to exploit us and leave our cities broken and our resources depleted. What will then be left for the Quarren? Well, Nosarai, would you like to join this pitiful little fish and his dead father? There, you see? <laughs> what good would their help be anyway, Prince? The Quarren are more gutless than your people. As long as I live, I shall give all people of Monkala hope to fight another day. <laughs> hope. We are of the same mind, Prince. That is why I have scheduled your public execution. Take him away! So yeah, pretty strong stuff from Riff Tamsin, but there's a little bit more at the end here. As, as Lee Char is being led away, he makes one more plea to Nosarei. Nosarei, there's Nosarei. still time. Unite and we will defend our home. And there you have it. One more plea that we can undo what's been done. Uh, and again, we're seeing Lee Char become an effective leader trying to bring the people back together again like they were before his father was murdered. Now, that's one sort of aspect of this episode. Um, again, I, it's a logical leap that Lee Char makes that it was, in fact, uh, Rift Hampson who murders his father. But, I mean, it's, it's all gut feeling, right? Like, he has no empirical evidence, no proof of that. Luckily, we do get a confession from Rift Hampson at the end of the episode, but <laughs> which will come inconvenient. <laughs> but, yeah, so now we're going to go ahead and, and get to uh, the Jedi getting out, and we're going to get to the execution of Lee Char, which is good stuff, and the eventual, uh, uh, the, the bringing, the coming together of the Moncala, and the Quarren, again with the aid of the Jedi, the Gungans, and the Clone Army, to to rid the Separatists, to remove the Separatists from the world, for this world. My goodness, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to see. I, I'm going to see if I can, can't play one more clip off of the the execution because uh, the 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 Carcadon method of execution is um, something 
something different, that is for sure. I mean, it was like three Carcadons charging at Lee Char all in an effort to like bite him into a million pieces or just, you know, eat his head and call it a day. Uh, but three of them, no less. Uh, <laughs> and we, this is when the insane amount of violence really, really begins in this episode. But let me see if I can queue up one more, uh, one more good uh, audio, co- audio uh, uh, comment for you. Hang on. All right, so now we're in the arena. Everyone has been moved to this location, right? I, I think I misspoke and said the Jedi escaped. No, no, no. They are, they're they're going to witness the execution of Lee Char, the, the, the person that they came there to aid and support in this transition from his father to Lee Char as the ruler of Moncala. So they're going to, you know, make them watch as this prince is eviscerated by the, the these Karkadons who are going to try and eat him. But let's, uh, so, so Kit, Anakin, Ahsoka, Padme, Jar Jar, We'll all bear witness to this. Now, uh, now, Riff Tampson's gonna get a he's gonna get a little theatrical. Gonna have a little a little grandiose from the Riff, the Riff Master, the Riffster, if you will. <laughs> Let's check it out. For crimes against the separatist state, I command the execution of former Prince Licha. Sarai and the Quarren are with you. So we'll pause it right there. The Quarren are arming the Moncala, including Captain Akbar, who's just given back his uh, little battalion, uh, b- baton, excuse me, uh, which, if you recognize it, it's it's the it's the staff that he came with. His, his original 1983 Return of the Jedi action figure came with like a little command staff. Turns out that thing's got some more functionality to it than we ever gave it credit for. And we get to see it on full display in this episode. We find out, oh yeah, it's a pretty sweet little uh, blaster. And <laughs> yeah, because uh, good things are going to happen here. Let's, uh, let's see how this plays out for the young prince. Kill him! So we see the Quarren deploy their ink sacks, confusing the Karkadon so they miss Leechar and they swoop in there to take Leechar away. This is the signal. And the battle is almost upon us. Fight, Quarren! Fight for Prince Leechar! And Leechar just blows away the three Karkadons. All right, so the battle begins to fall, as much as I'd love to let it run, because this is a great action sequence. This is really, really great stuff. More fun underwater craziness. The Moncala, the Gungans, all the forces come together to to repel the Separatist forces now. And, and you know, the, the episode is going to come to its crescendo, right? Like Again, it's really great action stuff. I can't fault any of it. I like most of it. <laughs> but let's go ahead and, and kind of fast forward here, because we got to get to the big moment between... Between Rift Hampson and Lee Char, where Lee Char really is going to earn his crown, he's going to liberate his people and and be the hero of the of the of the civil war here. Uh, it's good stuff. Let's check it out. Now, before I get to that that final conversation, Rift Hampson's losing his his stuff in the, <laughs> towards the end of this, as as things appear grim for he and his forces. Uh, so at one point, he begins pulling out these knives from his his uh, his little suit that he wears, uh, and just completely murders people, right? Just stabs them. He stabs a couple of Moncala, a couple of Corrin, 
four people in particular, all right, stabs them, and then these knives explode, and you just see, like, it exploded Moncala and Quarren Viscera all over your screen, and you know when it's a Quarren, because, like, there's the sort of, like, ink cloud of their exploded bodies in the water, <laughs> like, that's insanely violent, right? Am I crazy? Or does it not matter as much because they're, they're aliens? So, like, there's no, there's no sort of censorship on alien death and mutilations uh, for Star Wars. It's a crazy amount of violence. And then what's going to happen here between Riff and, and Leechar is just as bananas crazy. Let's go ahead and check out this sequence. There might be a little bit more. It's not queued up all the way, so you'll hear some of the underwater stuff, but let's get into it. Prince Leechar, your rule was at an end before it started, Tamsin. Punchy punchies. <laughs> I killed your father without pity or mercy. Then I'll return the favor. All right. So I'll pause it here just to explain what I'm, what we're seeing. Uh, Leechar has taken one of Rift Hampson's exploding knives and has thrown it into the shoulder of Rift Hampson. Rift Hampson is unable to remove it. It begins beeping. We know what that means. It's going to get all explodey. And it seems like Rift has decided to take like a suicide run at Leechar. This is our next big throwback, our next big homage to, to um, a, a great film uh, in cinematic history. This is Star Wars' Jaws moment. Uh, because as Rift Hampson barrels towards Leechar, Leechar looks down the sights of his laser rifle, and the only thing missing from this sequence is Leechar saying, smile, you son of a bee, because it is the end of Jaws. And Le <laughs> let's just play it. Let's just, I want you to hear the sounds. This is crazy. And then Riff Tamsin is the one who goes all explodey, explodey, much like Jaws. And then you see his, his, just his head floating in the water. It's awesome. It's so good. This level of violence in Star Wars, I truly appreciate. <laughs> because they just showed a blown up shark head float by Prince Leechar to, to signal the end of this conflict. And, and cement his, his, his uh, time as the king of Moncala. And this is just really awesome. It's so cool. I couldn't believe, again, the, in, the, in the, the final like two minutes of this, of this episode, the violence goes off the charts. People are exploding. They're exploding people on this show. It's awesome. Get explodey with Star Wars The Clone Wars in this episode. Super, super rad. All right, let's go ahead and we'll close this out with the coronation of King Leechar. May the blessings of the water keep you. The might of your ancestors give you strength. As representative of the Koran people, I pledge our loyalty to you. And as your king, I pledge my loyalty to all people of Moncala. I present King 
Lee Cha. Long live the king! Long live King Lee Cha! Long live the king! Long live King Lee Cha! Booyah. And there it is. The Coronation of the King. We talked about it in a prior episode, but just another reminder. Uh, you can catch up with Leechar. They do some adventures with Leechar uh, later in the comic books in particular. Uh, there's a stretch of Darth Vader books uh, that focus on the Empire and uh, taking uh, taking it out on Mon Cala for aiding in the Battle of Scarif. And then another set of issues with Princess Leia and, and our, our, our more familiar uh, cast of the original trilogy in the Star Wars comic. Uh, where where they're going there for to get aid basically, so good good stuff and and uh, nice that they kind of call back to Lee Char in in those comic books uh, because again you get this these this these really this three really strong episodes. Um, does does it advance the Clone Wars as an as a as a series? It, does it does it drive our narrative more forward? Not necessarily, but it's a good three issue arc. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing. Um, you know that that redefines our our feelings on Star Wars or the Moncala. Like it just kind of reinforces our feelings on the Moncala, which again is a good thing. They're one of the species that we really really like in Star Wars, uh, which actually had me thinking about something the other day, and I want to present it to you all uh, as sort of as, as a as a closing thought. Now I am not fully caught up on the new canon as far as like the books go. Uh, there's there's several books I'm I'm reading the last of the Chuck Wendig uh, Empire aftermath stuff. Uh, now, so and, and I know there's like at least I don't know six other books that I'm I have have not yet read. One species that seems to be missing from the new canon thus far to me. Now, t- please tell me. You just hit me up on the social media at Mando underscore Vision and be like, nope, they're still around. They were in X Y Z, and I'll, I'll be like, okay, cool. But thus far, I have seen nary a mention of the Bothans, and the Bothans were pretty heavily involved in a lot of stuff in the original, the old Expanded Universe. And I know you guys are probably sick of me talking about the old Expanded Universe. But the Bothans were sort of a big deal. You know, I mean, they did steal the Death Star plans for the second Death Star. Granted, Palpatine set that all up. So the the, the Bothans were kind of duped into, <laughs> into this whole scenario. But again, a species that was a fairly, again, fairly important in, in the last uh, Expanded Universe stuff. And I, I've not seen much from the Bothans in anything. Um, in in a long, long time, so that's something I'm kind of keeping my eye out for as I as I begin to uh, explore the new continuity. As I finally have uh, gotten over the hump as far as uh, being bitter <laughs> about the old expanded universe going away, I have become more engaged with the new stuff, and I will get caught up at some point. So yeah, I mean, again, just something I was, I was noticing. It's like, wow, we haven't seen any Bothans in a really long time in in uh, Star Wars media. You know, whether it's the comics or the books or anything, and maybe they're in the comics. But if they were, I missed it. I'll have to go back. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, g- I, give the, I give this entire arc about seven and a half buckets is, is, is sort of how I feel about it. Like, it's good stuff. It's, it's enjoyable. It's really fun. And, like, the, the level of violence that this episode catapults itself to in the, in the final act is bananas. Uh, and I'm here for it. And give me more Mon Cala. Give me more corn. I, I like that relationship. I, I like to know more about the struggle of these two people on this one planet enjoyable. Rift Hampson is a, again, a crazy villain uh, who um, will not be seen from ever again (laughs) because his death is pretty much permanent. Like, I don't see him rallying from that one at all, especially as his, like, lifeless head with his eyes all whited out just drifts down 
to the ocean floor. Just woof. That is a that is a permanent permanent death right there. <laughs> All right, one more reminder to make sure that you're liking, subscribing following and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. We truly appreciate you all taking the time to do that. Uh, all your downloads, likes, and shares are, are, are so, so important to us, and we, we thank you in advance for doing that. Uh, if you have the time and the inclination, five-star reviews are an insanely great way for us to help defeat the algorithm and, and get the word out, get more people listening to the show, get more buckets head, but get more bucket heads into our into our legion. We, we would love that. You know, we're not, we're not near the 501st levels, but, you know, everyone counts. It all, it, they're all numbers, and we, go, we can only go up, right? I hope. I hope we can only go up. So I want to give a special shout-out to the official Mandovision Maniacs, which you can become one of over at patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to the bonus content. Uh, the bonus content, newest one out right now, is a huge, epic, two-plus-hour two, two uh, uh, recap discussion of HBO Max's Peacemaker, the show from James Gunn with John Cena and, and so many other amazing, talented people in it. Uh, I, w- I absolutely was delighted by the show. You will hear me make controversial statements uh, in regards to Peacemaker versus Boba Fett. Don't don't judge me too harshly, though, if you listen to those, okay? <laughs> I just had some thoughts. That's all I was saying. That's all I was, was doing. All right? Uh, so go check that out. Thanks to our current current uh, Patreon members, the current Mandavision Maniacs, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, co-hosting the Ring and Air. Check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, who I'm sure is, is loving episodes about Quarrens, right? The Squidmaster General, right there. It's in, it's in the name. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company in San Diego, California, and Baltimore, Maryland. The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the silent assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On. It's still good. Or is it? I'll never tell. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get out of here. We'll be back for another Star Wars, The Clone Wars rewatch Mondays very, very soon. And in the, in the meantime, take care of each other. Stay safe. Stay rad. Be excellent to each other. And remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way.